It was another series win for the Atlanta Braves this weekend, but they continue to throw games away with the fifth starter spot. We'll talk about that and also this Miners Monday episode. We got a lot of good things to discuss with some guys down on the farm, so we'll talk about that on today's episode of Locked On Braves. So let's get into it. You are Locked On Braves, your daily Atlanta Braves podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, and welcome back to Lockdown Braves, part of Lockdown Sports Atlanta, where we cover your favorite Atlanta sports teams each and every day. I am your host, Jake Mastriani. You can follow me on Twitter at shortstopball. Also, make sure you check out my written work over at bravestoday.com. Make sure you follow the podcast on Twitter at Lockdown underscore Braves. Send in any questions, comments, or feedback that you have. For the podcast, if you're new and watching on YouTube, do me a favor, hit that thumbs up button. Trying to get to 7,000 subscribers before the postseason. We're 6,700 right now, so appreciate all the support there. And you can continue to support the show by just hitting that thumbs up button to help spread it. More people get their eyes on the podcast. Thanks so much for making Lockdown Braves your first listen of each and every day. We got a lot of people to shout out from Friday's mailbag episode. You haven't given that a listen, make sure that you go back and do so. A variety of questions there that we talked about. So always enjoy those Mailbag Friday episodes. But Dog, uh, Dogbone Jack, who listens on the way to work in the afternoons, is an everydayer. Just us, Kindle on Spotify, getting ready for middle school. Michael Elsey, Pearl, Mississippi. Coach Larry listens at work. You got C Dub, Daniel Brickman, Alex Burke, who says enjoy uh, or who listens while working out on the bike and rowing machine. So. Good job. Keep pushing through there while you're listening this morning or afternoon. Marty Newell, Glenn Ishi from Hawaii. We're all jealous of that. Gary Gibson from Fort Myers. Not bad either. Scott Bingham, David from the Outer Banks, and GT Blaze. So thank you so much for letting me know that you are an everydayer of Locked on Braves. On today's podcast, we'll recap the weekend. It was a series win, even though it ended with a little bit of frustration on Sunday night baseball. We'll discuss all that. What's going on with this fifth starter spot? That's the thing that really has just been bothering me a lot this year and what's been an incredible season for the Braves that the way they've handled that fifth starter spot has been a bit of a frustration point for me. So we'll discuss all of that. Offense kind of getting back on track as they head to Colorado. That's great. Got Bryce Elder pitching on Monday. Looking forward to seeing him. And obviously it's Monday, so we got our Miners Monday to talk about. Minor league season's coming to a close here pretty soon, so a lot of these guys trying to put – finishing touches on their 2023 season. We'll discuss all of that. Let's jump into the weekend recap, though. A series win over the Giants. I have the exact same script, top of my script, as last weekend. A sweep over the Giants, or a a series win over the Giants that feels like it could have been a sweep over the Giants, but that third game, they just continue to kind of give away right now. I don't want to say give it away. They're out there trying to win, but it just kind of feels that way with, the way things are being managed, which we'll get into. And let's just dive into that. Sunday's frustration. You had Jared Schuster starting. Uh, You knew maybe it's going to be a little bit of an uphill battle, but I thought he pitched pretty well. Uh, Worked into the fifth inning, was one out away from, you know, getting through five innings, only allowing two earned. He did leave with some runners on base. And then Snicker goes to call him a cue, and I get it. that's that. That's the spot for McHugh in that fifth, sixth inning to try to, to bridge that gap. And McHugh has to get it done, uh, but he doesn't. He comes in, he walks Flores, and I was fine with the Flores walk. Don't let their best hitter 
just punish you. See if he'll chase that sweeper cutter off the plate away. He didn't. You had a base open. You walked Flores. That's fine. But then you come right back and you walk J.D. Davis with pitches that aren't even really close. And you walk in the tying run. That, that just cannot happen. You cannot do that. So that's bad. And then you give up a hit on the next play. Tough play for Olsen. Look, I, I'm usually pretty critical of the defense, but <clears throat> that's one play. Look, half of Matt Olsen is in sunlight. Half of Matt Olsen is in shadows. The ball's hit at 96 miles per hour. He tries to backhand it on a short hop. Like I said, don't know how well he could see the baseball. Maybe that's just an excuse. Tough play. And it's a you know a hanging sweeper right over the middle of the plate. So I mean McHugh put it on a tee for him and he he hit it very hard. Like I said, a one hop, you know, short hop that Olsen has to try to backhand while you know coming from the shadows to the sun, all of that uh into effect there. Bottom line, there was a play to be made and Olsen didn't make it and he needs to. But again, not the easiest of plays, and it was hit pretty hard as McHugh just kind of left it hanging over the middle of the plate. But I still go back to the JD Davidson mat that just a walk there cannot happen with the bases loaded. It just cannot happen. You're talking about a veteran in McHugh. You got to come in and throw strikes there and make J.D. Davis beat you. And he didn't. And it ended up, you know, in a, a big inning. And then Ozuna gets you back in the game with a two-run homer, and Snicker brings McHugh back out for the sixth inning. That, that's the one right there I just I don't I don't understand. Uh, you know, I get it. You're trying to save your best bullpen arms. It's one game. You got a, you know, 40 games over 500. I, I get it. Why not go with Tonkin? I mean, clearly McHugh didn't have it. Why not go to Tonkin then and see if Tonkin can get you through a couple of innings and see if the offense, you know, can stay in the game or p- perhaps take the lead. That's the decision that I don't get. You want to go with McHugh there? in the fifth to try to get you out of that inning and then maybe get you one more. That's fine. But once McHugh looks like he does, you got to pivot your game plan there a little bit, but that's a little bit of frustration again on Sunday night. You're going for the sweep. You already won the first two games. I guess one of my frustrations is too, is that use your best relievers in those first two games where maybe you didn't need to, maybe you could have saved him for this night. Maybe you could have gone to Kirby Yates, Pierce Johnson to get you out of that jam in the fifth inning. And then again, see what the offense is going to do. If you do that, maybe the game's still tied or winning, and you, you know, do go with some of your better arms. I get, I get your forty games over five hundred. It's not that big of a deal, and maybe that's the way they're playing it. That this fifth, every fifth day, they're going to throw a, a fifth starter that maybe you don't fully trust, and you're going to go with McHugh and Tonkin to get you through the game and just save the rest of your arms. And maybe that's the game plan every fifth day. Now, I don't love that, but it just seems like that's the case right now. That every fifth game. They're going to throw out a Torinos or a Schuster or a Winans or somebody else, and then they're just going to back them up no matter what the situation in the game is with McHugh and Tonkin and just save the rest of your arms. That's what it feels like right now, and that's that's kind of frustrating to me as a fan. And that's that's where I want to get to kind of my next topic here, and what are we doing with the fifth starter spot? It's been – I get there's been injuries all year long, and this isn't an easy – decision and it's hard to kind of figure out and and plug guys in you've had five guys who have gotten five starts or fewer this year Chirinos Don and Soroka have all gotten five starts this season AJ Smith-Shaver's gotten four Alan Winans has gotten three of that group only AJ Smith-Shaver has an ERA under five he has an ERA of 4.57 
10 starts from Schuster. And I had this, this conversation with Grant McCauley off air the other night where we were kind of talking about this. And his point was, and it makes a lot of sense, no one's really taken the job. Uh, they've given opportunities to all these guys. Nobody's really taken hold of it. My counter, counter argument to that is, and, and Grant's right, and, and he, you know he's absolutely right, nobody's really taken hold of this spot. My counter argument is, who's really been given that chance? Only Torinos has been given a chance to get consecutive starts. He got five starts in a row, and he's a guy with a 9.27 ERA. You know, Soroka, it's come up, get a couple of starts, send him back down, come up another start, send him back down. Same thing with Winans. It's like, who's really been given the opportunity to get, you know, a four, five start stretch to really see what they can do? And I think that's my biggest frustration with this fifth starter spot is it just seems like nobody's really been given a chance to hold on to it. And you just keep yo-yoing these guys back and forth, which we talked about before. And I, I don't love that. I think that's a detriment to these guys. They got a plan. Uh, clearly the Braves have a plan. I, I tell you this all the time. They are far smarter than me and they know what they are doing. They have a plan, I think, but it's just as a fan perspective an outsider perspective who doesn't perhaps know that plan and can't see the big picture for me, it's frustrating that it just feels like every fifth day we're somewhat punting a game on the pitching side. We're throwing a guy who's getting, you know, brought dragged back and forth from the minor leagues. Who knows what his role in? I mean, Schuster came up and they're, you know, it's a situation where if you needed him to pitch earlier in the week, if somebody got knocked out or injured, he would. If not, then hey, he'll pitch on Sunday. It's just like you keep moving these guys up back and forth. They can't get in a rhythm. And then on top of that, you know they're not going to go more than five innings, and you're going to back them up with your two worst bullpen arms. That's the frustration for me is just I don't feel like these guys are being set up for success in the way that they're being worked into the rotation. But, again, they got a plan. I'm sure they have a plan. I can't, I'm, not, I'm not privy to that plan. None of you are. But it's just from an outsider's perspective, kind of frustrating to see how they've handled this fifth starter spot this year. And, again, to, to Grant's point that he made to me off air, nobody's taken that job. Uh, nobody, like I said, A.J. smith Sharver is the only one who has an ERA under five, and I'm sure they're trying to limit his innings this year as a part of that. We've talked about with Soroka. I think they're trying to get another year of service time for him. I think that's why he's get, been handled the way that he has. But, you know, Winans can't get five starts in a row to see what what he can do. I mean, I just feel like they haven't, really set these guys up for a lot of success. And I think on top of that, the thing that frustrates me the most is that Chirinos is the only guy who's been given that extended run of continued, you know, opportunities for everybody else. It's been, you know, up a couple starts down, up a start down. It's just, I feel like they haven't really given a lot of these guys a chance to take hold of that spot. If you're expecting them to come up and throw six shutout innings and then that's, you know, them taking the job and then follow that up with another, you know, quality start. If that's what you're expecting out of your fifth, fifth starter, then maybe our expectations are way higher than they need to be. So, again, uh, that's me just kind of living in the moment because you look at big picture, Braves are 40 games over 500. They got a huge lead in the NL East. They have a pretty, you know, sizable lead for, best record in baseball or at least a little bit of a comfortable lead right now they already won the first two games of this series I gotta feel if that weren't the case Snicker probably manages that game a little bit differently so I understand all of that this isn't necessarily just a Sunday night game thing for me it's really been a 
you know, a lot of the season thing for me where they're just yo-yoing these guys back in the fifth starter spot. I don't feel like it's setting up any of them for success, but uh, again, not a huge thing. I don't want anybody to think that I'm, you know, too caught up on that. It's just something kind of want to get off my chest, but I understand the big picture here and I'm sure the Braves are looking big picture and have that all in plan and in perspective. And if this team wasn't 40 games over 500, but such a big lead, I'm sure they'd be handling it a little bit differently. Uh, on the good side of things over the weekend, Spencer Strider, Max Freed, they looked good. Seven do dominant innings from Strider. Freed had to bat a little bit, but got through six innings, just two earned. And those two, with the way that Charlie Morton looks right now, I mean, is this the best possible postseason rotation when all these guys are on? I think they certainly have a case to be. Still got a little bit over a month to get there, but the way these guys are throwing the ball right now, Starting to feel really comfortable in what this postseason rotation could look like. And then the offense back to normal, seven runs, five runs, seven runs in the series. Again, it's a good Giants pitching staff. Know they kind of have some holes they're trying to plug in their rotation right now. But, uh, you know, back to seeing this offense scoring five or more runs a game over their past four games now. And they're going to Colorado where you figure things are going to heat up even more. Matt Olson with seven hits in his last four games now, including three doubles. Still hasn't got that home run. Couldn't quite get one over the right field wall this past weekend as he did put a dent in it. But looks like he's starting to get back on track as well. So get him going, get Riley going, get say get Acuna going. He was over four Sunday. He has two hits in his last three games. So I guess that's his Cool down right now for Ronald Acuna Jr., but look for him to get going again, that top of the order. But the bottom part, getting it done right now, which is great to see. All right, next, we'll turn our attention to the minor league level where we had some great performances again this past week. A lot of these Braves prospects really starting to heat up down the stretch, which is great carrying that momentum into next season. We'll discuss all that next. At one time or another, we all need a little financial help, and that's why Dave is great. Dave can get you cash when you need a hand between paychecks and can help you build credit by settling extra cash advances on time. Dave is the banking app that's leveling the financial playing field. When you download Dave, you can get up to $500 in five minutes or less. No credit check, no late fees. It's part of Dave's extra cash account. Advance the money you need with no interest and then settle up later. Extra cash gives you more money to buy groceries, fill your tank, finally get your car repaired or catch up on bills without having to wait for your next paycheck. Download Dave today at dave.com slash MLB. That's dave.com slash MLB. And you can get up to $500 in five minutes or less. No credit check, no late fees. Download the Dave app now or go to dave.com slash MLB. For terms and conditions, go to dave.com slash legal eligibility or criteria and instant transfer fees apply banking services provided by evolve member fdic braves will face the rockies on monday night at 8 40 p.m eastern hey take advantage that's your early game for the week catch every pitch of the braves hometown broadcast with sirius xm on the sxm app search braves all right, it's our Miners Monday segment. Like I said, got a lot of great performances, but at the top, unfortunately, A.J. Smith-Shaver listed on the seven-day IL at Gwinnett. As again, as always, we don't get a lot of information of what those injuries are. Could perhaps just be a way to limit his innings. We'll see if he pitches this week. Could he be in line to pitch Wednesday, make a start for the Braves? Does he get another opportunity? We'll see later this week. Owen Murphy, Six innings, eight hits, one walk, three earned, four strikeouts. So good to see him go 
through six innings as he got bumped up there to Rome. So, uh, again, good to see him be able to get another quality start under his belt. And Braden Shoemake, two for 21, no walks, six strikeouts, one stolen base. As I watch Nicky Lopez play, I, I kind of think, could that be Braden Shoemake's role in a, a couple of years? I know Lopez is technically under control for a couple of more seasons, but if the bat doesn't come around for Braden Shoemake, I've always thought he was a bench player, utility guy anyway, but could he be somebody that is that bench utility guy, left-handed side, who plays good defense up the middle and could be that bench guy? I think that's a possible solution or spot for Braden Shoemaker again if this bat doesn't come around, which unfortunately looks like may not be the case. Spencer Schwellenbach finally made his debut at Rome, coming back from injury, went just two and two-thirds innings, only allowed two hits and a walk, but three earned runs but did get uh, also got three strikeouts. Darius Vines, could he get a shot in the fifth starter spot here soon? He's been throwing the ball well. Seven innings pitched, four hits, no walks, two earned runs, five strikeouts in his last outing at Gwinnett. Ambioris Tavares led Augusta with eight hits this past week, including a double, one walk, and just seven strikeouts. That's a good week for him. I said the other the other week, anytime he's under 10 strikeouts in a week right now, that's a huge positive for Tavares so hopefully he's closing out the season strong I said from the very beginning I'm more interested in what he looks like the last two months of the season than the first two months he hasn't played a while hasn't played full season professional baseball so hopefully he's starting to turn things around especially in the strikeout department Dylan Dodd six innings four hits three walks two earned one home run and five strikeouts um you know he is been much better since coming back from that little hiatus that he had. Could he get another opportunity here soon? We'll see. Uh, going back up to Darius Vines, five starts in AAA now, 28 and a third innings, a 286 ERA, which is great. 127 whip is okay. Uh, 25 hits, 11 walks, 25 strikeouts. So, again, he's been really good uh, since coming up to Gwinnett. He might, could get an opportunity. Who knows what they're going to do with that fifth starter spot. Ignacio Alvarez, just two for 19 this past week, did have a double and a home run with those two hits, but no walks and four strikeouts. Mentioned last week, he only played in one game. Uh, and then when he came back this week, he was DHing, so maybe still having some sort of soreness. Again, we get no injury updates hardly at the minor league level. So apparently still dealing with something, maybe played into his slow week a little bit. Uh, but we'll see what happens with him this coming up week. And then down at Gwinnett going uh, league by league here, Forrest Wall just continues to hit at AAA. 7 for 18, a double, a homer, two walks, two stolen bases. I still think he's a candidate for the postseason roster with that speed, but we'll see what happens there. Hoy Park, 6 for 16, two doubles and a triple. Yomer Sanchez, 6 for 13, a double, a homer, six walks, and a stolen base. Michael Soroka, on the pitching side of things, you're going to look at his final line here. Five innings, just three hits and one walk. He did hit a batter. But four earned runs doesn't seem great. Five innings, four earned runs, four strike, four strikeouts. But you go back and you look at the summary of the game. He retired the first 11 batters he faced. He retired 15 of the first 16 batters. So through the first five innings, he had only allowed – he had a no-hitter. His only blemish was that he hit a batter. So a no-hitter through five innings. He goes back out for the sixth, and it goes walk, single, double, single. All four of those runs come around to score eventually. He got pulled to 81 pitches. So – a uh, bit of a <laughs> confusing outing for Michael Soroka, who had a no-hitter for five innings, and then the first four batters of the sixth all reach and score uh, to really tarnish that line. But, again, I think he's going to get another shot later in September. I think they're just holding out for the service time. It's the only thing that really makes sense at this point. 
other than they also just want to continue to, to manage his, his pitches. Alan Winans, five innings, four hits, no walk, one earned, three strikeouts, doing what Alan Winans has done pretty much all year at AAA. At Mississippi, Cal Conley, seven for 23, a double, a triple, three walks, four stolen bases. Luke Waddell, seven for 25, a double, and six RBIs. Cade Bunnell and Landon Stevens each hit two home runs in a double this past week as well. And Cody Milligan had six hits, including two triples on the week. Domingo Robles at Mississippi, six innings, five hits and a walk, a hit batter, two earned, and six strikeouts. And then Hayden Harris, three innings, no hits, two walks, no earned, and four strikeouts. He is suddenly becoming a pretty interesting reliever prospect in the Brave system. He has a 393 ERA on the year, but just a 1.18 whip and 84 strikeouts in 52 and two-thirds innings. He's gone from Augusta all the way up to Mississippi. At, at, at AA Mississippi, he has a 2.22 ERA, a 1.20 whip, and 43 strikeouts in 28 and a third inning. So, you know, pouring up the strikeouts, uh, doing really good there. So, again, could be a reliever to watch in the future. At Rome, Drake Baldwin is on absolute fire. Nine for 15, two doubles, three home runs. And in August, he's slashing 393, 493, 754 with seven doubles, five home runs, 10 walks, and 13 strikeouts. I don't know what the future holds for him behind the plate or if he becomes a, a DH first baseman or what, but obviously the bat is playing and he is getting better as the season goes along. I mentioned it going into spring training. I thought it was very interesting and significant that, that he got a spring training invite to work with those catchers, work with Travis Darno, work with Sean Murphy. So hopefully they are kind of grooming him as maybe that potential uh, future catcher for the Braves or the way that it's been going lately. Maybe the Braves trade him for another superstar. But uh, again, he uh, certainly has got it going with the bat. Justin Giannis at Rome as well, five for 16 with the double. And then Hurston Waldrop, four and two-thirds innings, three hits, no walks, no earn, and 10 strikeouts. Now in 15 professional innings, he's allowed just seven hits. He has walked six batters, but just two earned runs and 25 strikeouts. So, again, I said it pre-draft. I thought there was no way he would drop to the Braves. I was super ecstatic when he did, and the Braves drafted him. I'm trying to keep my expectations down right now because he's obviously off to a pretty dominant start. He's already up to high A. I don't think we'll see him get a move to double A this year, but who knows? I mean, he, he threw 100 innings at Florida, so I was a little surprised to see him throw this many innings. I said he probably wouldn't throw more than 20, but the way he's looking right now, he's probably going to start next season at double A. If not, he'll be there pretty soon, but he is right now carving up single a hitters which is great to see and, and what you hope to see from a college guy that has the stuff that he has at augusta jace grady is the one 2023 you know bat with sabine sabalas being injured and not playing right now that's kind of gotten it going at augusta six for 18 this past week three doubles three walks two stolen bases in 19 games now at augusta he's slashing 271 350 443 with six doubles two homers seven stolen bases so 11th round pick from this past draft again nobody else is really on the offensive side from this past draft gotten it going mentioned Sabalos I think if he weren't injured I think he might be pushing to, to play at Rome right now I think his bat is that good but Jace Grady's really the only other one uh right now that's showing a little bit of promise there with the bat obviously these are short sample sizes but good to see him get going John Carlos Lara he continues to have some good outings here lately as his stock is rising. Six innings, just one hit, 
no walks, no earned, and nine strikeouts. So that is certainly impressive. Um, Samuel Strickland, four innings, no hits, no walks, no earned, seven strikeouts. And Lucas Braun, five innings, four hits, one walk, one earned, six strikeouts. He's a 2023 draft pick that has looked really good as well. Maybe not to the dominant level of a Hurston Waldrop, but still 17 and a third innings now, 14 hits, just two walks, just two earned runs and 19 strikeouts. So another 2023 pitcher that's looking really solid in his professional debut. And then at the FCL level, the, they actually won their championship, the FCL championship. That league's now over. And Isaiah Drake finished really hot in that league. This coming from Garrett Spain on X. He says in the last 11 games, concluding the regular season and the postseason, he hit 372, 491, 419 slug. Want to see that slug go up a little bit, but 12 stolen bases. So good to see him getting going later in this. Again, still a young kid, but one of the guys out of the past draft with maybe the most upside potential. So good to see him get going after a slow start. Still, the strikeouts are a bit worrisome, even for a young kid at that level. Would like to see that improve a little bit, but good to see him hitting the ball a lot better and getting on base towards the end of his professional debut. I assume that's going to be the end of his professional debut, but good to see that and good to see a team win a championship, uh, even if it is at the FCL level. So that's your minor league recap for the week. Hopefully you enjoy that. Hope you're excited about some of these prospects that you're hearing about. I certainly am. I feel like the last couple of weeks now we've had some really good standout performances at the minor league level, and that's certainly exciting to hear and talk about for this Braves team with a farm system that's considered one of the worst in baseball. I think there's still some really good hidden gems in here, especially on the pitching side. So that's, again, great to see. All right, next, I'll set you up for Monday night's game where the Braves will be taking on the Rockies. Offense looking to put up some big runs, and Bryce Elder looking to keep the ball in the ballpark. We'll discuss that next. If you want a chance to win more money with less picks, head to Sleeper, the number one sports app where you can win up to 100 times your money on just two or more fantasy baseball picks. Do you think Matt Olson can hit a home run tonight against the Rockies? He's certainly due to hit one, and he's playing in a great ballpark for it. We certainly think that can happen. Sleeper, With Sleeper, you can swing for the fences with up to 100-time payout. All you have to do is choose two or more players that you like and select more or less on their stat categories like home runs, strikeouts, hits, and more. Get your picks right, and you could win big. Sleeper's got other things going on as well, like full-season fantasy football, where I started a locked-on Braves fantasy football league. Looking really, really looking forward to that. That draft's happening this week. You want to know more about that? Let me know. But really looking forward to that. Sleeper's been super easy to use. Their app is so user-friendly, and it's a lot of fun as you can chat with your friends in there that are in your league. So a uh, really great app to use for daily Fantasy baseball, full season fantasy sports as well. Make sure you check out a sleeper. When you go there, use promo code locked on and you'll get up to a hundred dollar match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions do apply. See sleepers terms of use for details. Currently operational in over 30 states. Check out sleeper today. The Braves will face the Rockies on Monday night at 8.40 p.m. Eastern. Catch every pitch of the Braves' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Search Braves. Hopefully, we're going to see the return of Ozzy Albies on Monday night. I know he's been doing all the on-field work. Everything looks like he's on track to come back. So, wouldn't be surprised we see him in that Colorado series get activated. If that's the case, I wish we'd have got one more start on Sunday night for Vaughn Grissom, but 
Either way, be excited to get Ozzy Albies back, especially the Braves could be seeing a couple of lefties in this series as well. So look for that on Monday. In the game on Monday, it'll be Bryce Elder versus Austin Gomber. I uh, hope I'm saying that name right. Um, but Austin has gone at least five innings and 13 straight starts, so he's done a great job giving the Rockies innings, and he's given up two earned or less in eight of those starts. So he's been really good in those outings as well. Doesn't walk a lot, doesn't strike out a lot. So putting the ball in play and forcing fastball 43% of the time that averages 90.7 miles per hour. Seems like a pretty good recipe for the Atlanta Braves offense to kind of tee off on that, especially in that ballpark. So we'll see what happens. Does have a pretty good pitch mix. Has a curveball with a very high spin rate in the high 70s. So still that's some pretty good drop and velocity off his fastball that he can kind of play with there but he's really looking on deception, deception, pitch velocity changes. But again, with your throwing your 40, your fastball 43% of the time, Braves hitters are usually going to key in on that and have some success. As for Bryce Elder, no home runs in his last three starts. That's going to be huge playing in this ballpark, keeping the ball on the ground and just three hits allowed in his last two starts as well. So uh, certainly he's been pitching a lot better here, at least his last couple of starts. Has been dealing with the walks, though. He's given up 11 walks in his four August starts, something that he's got to do a better job of. You can't be walking people in this ballpark. And then, you know, even – I know he hasn't been getting up the home runs lately, but that tends to lead to issues. It is a big outfield out there. If the Braves are going to be facing some lefties in this series, hopefully we do see Kevin Pillar in left field because that is a big outfield to cover. Um, so we'll see what happens there. Pillar gets some starts. No, he hasn't been – Great with the bat lately, and Eddie has been, but certainly would help the defense there with some of these pitchers. Uh, like I said, 11 walks in four August starts, including three in three games, so um, or three games where he's walked at least three batters. So want to see that improve for Bryce Selder, but he's been pitching much better his last two outings. Hopefully that will continue. One more time, it'll be the Braves and the Rockies on Monday night at 8.40 p.m. Eastern. Bryce Zelder versus Austin Gomber. Catch every pitch of the Braves' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Search Braves. That will do it for this episode of the Lockdown Braves. Thanks so much for making us your first listen of each and every day. If you're an everydayer, let me know down in the comment section below. Make sure that you follow the podcast on Twitter at Lockdown underscore Braves. Follow me at shortstopball. Make sure that you rate, review, and subscribe to the Lockdown Braves podcast wherever you get your podcast, and we will talk to you next time. Hey, this is Stacey Gotsoulias. D.C. Lundberg. Ryan Finkelstein. Taylor Blake Ward. Host of Locked On Yankees. Locked On Mariners. Locked On Mets. Locked On Angels. And you're listening to Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. 